You are listening to the Moms Full Circle Podcast, a place for moms or moms-to-be to come together and support one another, laugh together, maybe cry together, ask your most random baby questions to judgment-free, and tune in to hear all things motherhood. As a mom of myself, I know the importance of having a tribe to lean on during this wild ride. I hope this podcast will do that for you too. So grab a cup of coffee or maybe a glass of wine, probably the video monitor too, and let's dive in. Hey, you guys, welcome back to Mom's Full Circle Podcast. If you are new here, or even if you've been an OG, then you know that I have rebranded the podcast. We are shifting from Health Without Limits to Mom's Full Circle, and you can read a little bit more about that on my Instagram page, which I will link in the show notes. But today I have a guest on the podcast. I have Emmy Colton. Emmy is um, on Instagram at Emmy Approved, and she is a health coach. She is a mama to James, who I highly recommend checking out on her page. He is the cutest little six-month-old boy and just literally the most adorable, but Emmy is just such a breath of fresh air. She shares a lot on her page about health and wellness, but about mindfulness too and mental health and I really have loved connecting with her. I found we have a lot in common, but she also just shares some really practical, great, simple tips for moms for staying in tune with themselves, prioritizing themselves, and staying kind of just mindful and calm in this journey that's not always the most calm journey. So I hope you guys enjoy this conversation as much as I did. I'm going to link her information in the show notes so that you can give her a follow too. And we would love for you to screenshot and share this out on your social media while you are listening so we can just all keep connecting. I will catch you guys at the end. All right. So, hey, Emmy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I'm really excited we were able to connect and get this going. I know. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. So why don't I just hand it off to you so that you can tell everybody a little bit more about you kind of personally and professionally, like how did you get into that field of health and passionate about health, but also what's life at home and James and all of that? Sounds great. Um, Yeah, I'm Emmy. I'm a health coach based out of LA. We recently actually just moved here from Colorado. Um, like you said, I have a five, almost six month old now, time's flying, baby boy. So life's been crazy, but amazing. Um, and I haven't always been very, I guess, I don't know, a healthy person or so. My journey has been taken a while. Uh, I didn't grow up in the most healthy household. I don't know, any 90s baby might be able to <laughs> claim that as well, just with a lot of processed foods and just not being really aware of nutrition or movement Um, and it wasn't until I was 19 and I spent a year and a half living in Peru for my church I did a mission trip there and I got really sick both physically and mentally just my awareness of self and body and so when I came back to the states um, it, it really pushed me down this road of healing myself in a lot of different ways. And I was at first a finance major, um, but as I really started down this path and journey, I switched my major 
to exercise and wellness and haven't looked back at the numbers or anything like that. Um, I've just really loved this field and, and have grown just so passionate about it. That's such a, like, I didn't know that about your story about, you know, getting sick in Peru. And I mean, obviously you don't want that to happen, but what, like an organic way for you to kind of make that switch and become motivated to make that switch? Because I think, you know, everybody has a different story of how they got into health, whether it's through like an eating disorder or restrictive eating or anything like that. But it's probably such a good motivator for you to know like what your body needs so that it can stay mentally and physically healthy because you know how it feels to not. Oh, definitely. You know, I think when you know how terrible it feels on the other end, um, it just becomes like a necessity to live this way. Yeah. Now, as a health coach, are you able to do that all like virtually work from home? Yes. So my, I don't know, work hasn't really changed much at all through the pandemic or since giving work to James, it's always been virtual, which is really nice and convenient. Um, so that, that's been a huge blessing that I can really do it anywhere, anytime. Yeah. I, that's amazing just to be able to have that time with him and be flexible. Like I'm, I'm full-time a teacher. So like I had my maternity leave into the summer and now like school's going to start back up in September. And I'm like, Oh my God, this time with her has just been like so special to be able to be there for everything and see everything. And it's definitely going to be, I think, an adjustment. (laughs) I'm sure. I know it's just goes by so fast and it's just crazy to me how big they get. Just look at old pictures and I'm like, how are we tiny and tiny? But I'm sure that's going to be definitely a transition going back to school. Yeah, it's, I do the same with the pictures and it's, it's been interesting too, because there's, you know, a community of moms on Instagram that kind of, we all interact with each other and have children similar in age, you being one of them. But I always like to look and see like, you know, cause your son is just a little bit older than Sophia and I'll see like, oh my God, like, you know, he's introduced to solids now and oh my gosh, (laughs) look what this baby's doing. Like this is coming for her. And it's just like, it's just wild to see how much they grow and how much they can do even in just like a week or two. Seriously, a week is like, I swear, a whole year. Like a lifetime, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, from what I, how I grow and develop in years, like, Oh my God, it is, years. it's crazy. So how is life at home with, with James? You, oh my God, he is so adorable. And, oh, like, you've got him eating, like, salmon and all that stuff. Like, how is life at home with him? Oh, thank you. I know. He's just like, we call him our delicious butterball. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like a little, yeah, just delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been so fun, especially the stage that he's in right now, introducing solids. Um, we decided to do baby wed weaning, which is kind of their, oh, sorry, the headphones. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's basically just um, the baby's sense of self of exploring food on their own Mm -hmm. and introducing whole foods and giving him what we are eating so it really takes a lot of the stress off of me of prepping his own food and making sure that he's eating where I'm like it's okay he can just explore on his own and he's still getting all of his nutrients from my milk Mm -hmm. and then breastfeeding the majority of, of the time but um 
yeah, he's loving exploring food. It's been so fun to watch. Yeah. I, I like that too. I like that approach of just like letting them figure out what they want and how they feel about it. But it's, it's really cool to see like the things that you have introduced to him. Cause it's like, what a variety he's already exposed to, which is, I would imagine like, even as he becomes a toddler and grows older, like all of these foods are things that he's kind of been exposed to before. I know. I hope that it helps him become a better eater. <laughs> I don't even know what I ate as a child, but I'm sure it was just a lot of, you know, oh, chicken yeah. nuggets and yeah. other things, which is, there's no shame in that at all. I think, you know, there's no shame in giving your kids whatever you feel the best. But um, yeah, we're hoping that this helps him to just have a love for food, like both my husband and I. Oh, I'm sure. Like, I'm sure. Now, like even just looking at on your social media, but hearing you talk now, like it's just, you're like a breath of fresh air where everything's just, you know, it's calm, but you're, you can tell that you're really intentional in like the things that you do, the things that you share and you share a lot on your page about, you know, staying mindful, um, throughout your day and how you set up your day. So can you talk a little bit more about that? Like, how do you do that and how has it helped you specifically like in motherhood especially yeah um well first off thank you that's very <laughs> sweet of you to say um i definitely haven't always been the most mindful or i guess intentional person um i feel like it wasn't until college when i really realized i don't love the way that I'm constantly reacting to the world around me and how, you know, these feelings I feel like I carry with me whenever things don't go my way or certain things like that. And so it wasn't until I switched my major to health and wellness that I started studying anatomy and physiology and took a mind-body-spirit class. And we really dove into the intricacies of mindfulness and how it's just bringing in awareness to you, your sense of self and the way that you respond to the world around you. And that even includes just being aware of your breath and how it's flowing through your body or how you're clenching your hands and tensing your muscles or carrying yourself. And so I started doing mindful practices such as breath work and um, adapting, adopting yoga into my everyday life and noticed a huge change in just the way I felt during the day and it wasn't so much that you know there's always going to be things that come up in your life things that don't go your way for instance this morning how we had to delay this a little bit longer um, because James um, was kind of fighting his nap and he's going through teasing phase so he's having a little bit of a hard time right now but there's a way that you can respond I could have started to panic or been frustrated at you know how things are going or I sat back and took a breath and said, I'll just text Caroline, tell mm-hmm. her, hey, let's just push it back 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't control the way my baby's responding, but I can control, you know, how, what else I have to do in today. Mm-hmm. So I think that's just been a huge part of motherhood because I'm sure, as you know, there's so much you can't control. And even if you aren't a mother, there's so much in life that you can't control. And so coming back to those tools that you have in your belt or practice that you do each day really makes all the difference. And it's interesting you say that too. Like I've noticed that 
how I'm feeling or how I'm reacting rubs off on Sophia too. So like if she is, you know, screaming or crying and she's not much of a crier, I'm very lucky in that way. But if she's having those moments of, you know, inconsolable on the inside, I might be feeling like, oh my God, like I got to fix this. What am I going to do? But I like consciously try to talk to myself, like, don't let her see that you're, feeling worried about this like just stay calm this will pass this will pass and it's like it really makes a huge difference because she is a pretty calm baby and I think it's because my husband and I try to stay calm around her even if we're not necessarily feeling totally calm on the inside it's just I think something that she's kind of adapted to no, I 100% noticed that same thing, um, especially when he was younger and, you know, I was learning what his different sounds and cries were for. Um, just, I remember like taking, doing some breath work with him. He was like screaming his head off. He's not really a crier, but in one moment he was screaming his head off and I was just like, inhale, <laughs> yep. And he really started just staring at me and calming down and... So, you know, that doesn't always happen, but I think just the way you show up and the energy and you carry really does affect not only, yeah, your baby, but my with my relationship with my husband and mm-hmm. other people and it's it has a huge impact. Yeah. It's it's so true and it's I actually didn't think I would be this way in motherhood because I'm more of like an anxious person, but I almost feel like the opposite happens. Like I calmed down when I became a mom because I was so focused on staying calm for her that like it just naturally turned into like, well, that's not a big deal. That's not a big deal too. I can just shake that off. So like, I'm thankful that it happened. I'm surprised that it happened, but it really makes all the difference. I think, like you said. Oh, 100%. I mean, I definitely am run more anxious as well. I'm a more anxious person or I'm a more like, stressful person. And so these practices that I try and implement each day are just vital to my sanity. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> now, you've talked to on your page about comparison, which is something that I think comes up a lot with moms especially and new moms especially like if you're comparing milestones or you know parenting practices or sleep habits like there's just so many expectations as as a mother Mm -hmm. and then while our social media community is amazing it can also be hard when you're flooded with all of those things on your feed and then you kind of just inadvertently start comparing yourself and wondering if you're doing everything right or everything that you could like is this how has that been for you is that something that you've struggled with or have you found some ways to kind of cope with that no I it's definitely a tricky world we live in you know we're so blessed to have so much more information and so many more tools than we did a hundred years ago or even when our parents were raising us it's amazing what we can just google and learn how to best help our children, but it also is a curse in the sense of there's just so many opinions and so many right or wrong ways to do things, and it can just feel overwhelming. Um, And so I started feeling that way in the beginning, for sure. Uh, Am I doing it right? Is Is this actually what he needs? All these other things. And so I just made a point to just be very intentional about the information I consumed or the Instagram accounts I followed or the people I got advice from. 
And even if I did receive advice, just really picking and choosing what I felt was best for me. Um, I think that especially with family members or close friends or people who have done it before, there can tend to be a lot of opinions of, oh, well, I did it this way, so this is the best way to do it. And so I think it was hard for me in the beginning to find that confidence as a mother myself of just, no, I'm, I'm, I want to try it this way. It might seem different than what you did, but I feel like it's right for us. Um, and so that has just been a tricky balance. But I think the more t- you can tune out the white noise and just be kind of clear on what you want to be doing with your baby, um, that's helped a lot. Yeah. And it is like, everybody does have an opinion and I always remind myself like they're trying to be helpful. They want what's best, but you're right. Like just taking that approach of like, this is what's best for our family. This is kind of what we want to try. And you know, thank you for, you know, giving us your opinion, but, (laughs) and it's, you know, Instagram, like you said, it's tricky. Like you do have to be careful who you surround yourself with because that comparing kind of happens no matter what. But I do like with your page, I appreciate like the realness that you show that, you know, yes, things seem to be going great with introducing foods, but here's what's going on over on this end. You know, it's kind of just like you keep it real. I remember one day you, I think were on your story, like showing a picture of you crawling out of James's room trying not to wake him up and I was like oh my god I have been there before and I think that's just like nice for moms to see like that they can connect on that level too like oh she's had that struggle too oh yeah definitely I think you know he has been a great eater and sleeper but there are definitely moments where I'm trying to rock him to sleep and I'm like I know this is probably a bad habit you know the crawling out of there but yeah it it's it can be like I said overwhelming it's just you're already dealing with all these hormonal changes and emotions that come from postpartum and pregnancy and in wanting to do the best that you can as a mother for your baby. And it can feel, especially like you said, also looking at other babies who are maybe older, like, Oh, they're already crawling. And you have to remind yourself, well, because they're like 10 months old (laughs) and he's only them. And so just stepping back and reminding yourself of, you know, you're, you're already enough as their mother and you already have everything inside of you to provide them with the best nutrition and skill sets and everything they need to, to flourish. And it's okay to ask for help. And it's okay to confidently say to people who are trying to help you like, no, I think I have it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try it this way. Yeah. And it's, I like how you brought up like the, the habit of rocking him. Cause I, I mean, (laughs) I feel like there's, like you said, Google kind of has everything that you need. And I know like similarly at the beginning, I was kind of Googling everything and then should I be doing this? Should I not? And, you know, it's a bad habit if I, if I go pick her up when she's crying or it's a bad Mm -hmm. habit if I let her fall asleep on me and then put her in the crib and you can make yourself so anxious over all the things that you're like supposed to be doing, quote unquote. And I think, like you said, just trying to, like, I keep trying to remind myself because I definitely fall into the habit sometimes of, like, I'm her mom and I know what she needs and it's not going to kill either of us if I rock her to sleep a few times and don't follow exactly what the mom book rules are. (laughs) 
Oh, 100%. I remember in the beginning we were trying to, ever since everyone's like, get him on a strict schedule. And I was stressing myself out trying to be like, okay, every 90 minutes you're feeding or you're doing this. And it wasn't what he needed and it wasn't what I needed. Um, you know, he needed a little bit more time in between or sometimes fewer time. Like, I feel like they're not these little robots yeah. <laughs> you can just program. And, you know, we do the best we can to help him, um, you know, sleep well and eat well, all these things. But at the end of the day, too, sometimes they just need that extra love sometimes it's a harder day for them or sometimes it's you know they're flourishing or like i got mom and don't yeah. need as much yeah. but and things just go seamless it seems but i think just getting rid of that expectation that they need to just hit all these things every single day one of my friends had the best thing she's like kids don't major in every single uh, position like they can hit it out of the park in one thing, but sometimes they need like a little extra up in this thing. And so mm-hmm. just knowing that they are not necessarily going to be getting an A plus on everything. Right. Takes the pressure off. A yeah. That's, I like that. And it's funny too. Like, I don't know if you found this, but there's certain things that like I used to worry about, like, am I creating a bad habit that now I'm like, wait, I miss that. Like, know. you know, where it was like when she would fall asleep on me after every feeding and I would snuggle her for an extra half hour. Now I'm yes. like, she won't snuggle on me because she wants to move around. Like, can we go back to that? <laughs> I know. I miss those days. Yeah. He, he does not sleep on me anymore. No. <laughs> oh, now looking at kind of like life before you were a mom and life as a mom now, obviously you seem to love this role that you're in, but how would you say like that you've changed, whether it's, you know, positive, negative, neutral, or in between, like what are some things that kind of have changed or evolved for you as you stepped into motherhood? Uh, I already, for some reason, got emotional. Oh, I get it. I don't know if it's just, you know, all the hormones. Nope, I get it. (laughs) But this, like I said, I struggled in the past with a lot of just body dysmorphia and just negative thoughts, and that's kind of what pushed me into this field. And I was nervous to get pregnant, thinking that those feelings and thoughts would come back, and I would be back in that old negative space, just how I viewed my body. And so before I got pregnant, I was very intentional and just really prayed and meditated and and pondered my purpose as a woman and my purpose as a mother um, and bringing this baby into the world. And and then I think that really helped throughout the whole process. I feel like I had never felt more in love with who I was. And it wasn't even just about, oh, I feel like I look so good in my body. I just felt so connected with my mind, body, and spirit and what I felt like I was really meant to do. And I didn't necessarily have to love every aspect of it, but this overwhelming sense of gratitude that had come and a deep appreciation for my body. And it's something that I never thought I would, I, I had healed myself from that for, it had been years since I, you know, was back in that old mindset. And I thought I had fully healed myself, but it really took this pregnancy to really understand this deep meaning of my role here on earth and, and, and my, and appreciating my body and what, and all it can do. 
And so honestly, it has just really been the most beautiful and healing journey for me. And I feel like I struggle sometimes saying that because I know it can be a, a hard journey for some women and it can be, they don't always have the best views of their body or they struggle to love the changes they feel and they struggle to find their purpose in it. And so I, I totally understand that that can be a difficult journey. But I think I do want to share that for me, it really has been like this full circle moment and it really has just been a really positive experience for me. And I think I like that you share that too, because similar to you, I have had a very positive experience too. And I was talking with someone the other day that doesn't have children yet, but is contemplating getting pregnant soon. And this conversation came up and I said, you know, we, my husband and I waited for a while because we felt like we were going to lose part of ourselves and we weren't going to be able to do all of these things and so much would change. And I said, but honestly, if I knew then what I knew now, like I would have had kids, you know, a year or two ago because it's amazing, you know, like I think that we tend to get flooded with the negative stories and it scares us away so that you're, it's good that you're sharing that positive side of like, no, there is this side of it too, that, you know, I call it like an upgraded version of myself that I found. And I think more people need to hear that too. So it doesn't scare them away from what this could become. No, definitely. I think there, I honestly was probably terrified to become a mother because of all those negative stories. And trust me, there are definitely hard moments. There are definitely moments where you're, you know, sitting in the dark after he goes down and just being overwhelmed. But like I said, the overwhelming sense of purpose and and the upgraded self that you said, it really is so true. Like, I feel like I'm so much more creative and productive in my, in my everyday life, in my work, in my relationships. It just, it just has brought this renewed sense of self and, um, this whole other Emmy that existed. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's, and it just puts things into perspective for you. Like I know similar to you, I, I had similar body image struggles and I had concerns about what postpartum would look like for me, especially the thought of like six to eight plus weeks without exercise and all of that. And you just kind of realize like, to me at least, it's not about getting the six-pack abs in my postpartum journey and getting as lean as I can. Like, it's more the mental benefits at this point of, like, this is my me time. I need this so I can best show up for my daughter. And I don't really care if I have the six-pack abs. As long as I'm healthy, I feel good, and my mental health is in a good place. 100%. It's definitely an outlet to take care of myself and to reconnect with with myself as I, I love being James's mom but I also know that I'm Emmy apart from him and mm-hmm. I have all these hobbies and passions that um I still can have as a mother and it, it doesn't need to be boxed away um and so taking that time to exercise or to cook or do all these other things for my myself also benefit him too yeah absolutely and 
I, like you said, I don't feel like there's a, an end goal of, oh, I need to be this weight or I need to fit back into these clothes. Or I just kind of removed all those pressures that sometimes we put on ourselves or sometimes society says that we need to be. Um, and more so, I just want to be the strongest I can, both mentally and physically. And I want to make sure that I'm able to carry my son around or play with him and keep up with him and just feel good every day yeah and it looks like I mean like through your social media it seems like your husband is kind of on that same wavelength as you because you'll put out you know you guys out on a run together out with James and all that like how has that been for you guys that transition from life as just you two to now life as parents (laughs) yes we both definitely love um health and wellness I think that's kind of what drew us together and it's definitely been a struggle in the sense of we really had to work and communicate. We thought we were good communicators, but you have a baby and then you have to be an even better communicator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we kind of noticed early on, like, okay, we both want this time for ourselves and it's important to us. So we need to make sure that we're both getting it and it's not just one or the other. And so that might look like one morning he takes James and I'm then able to get a workout in or have a morning to myself to kind of do something. And then the next morning it's his turn. Um, Or sometimes we're lucky and he's, you know, napping when we can both do it together here at home. And so just making sure it's kind of this equal balance. And Thomas is amazing. He, like if I'm feeding James in the morning, he'll make me green juice or, um, like I was late, you know, to this meeting and this podcast and trying to get James down. He had this all set up for me, like with the water here and my head for the, for the podcast, just, just being so supportive. Um, So it's just, I think those little things of, it can sometimes, your relationship can sometimes get lost in the baby. Um, But making sure you're doing small things for each other has been huge for us. Like we really notice when you like leave a small note or just, make the green juice or a little dinner or something like that it just those small things add up and it it really connects you to each other and just makes you feel I don't know <laughs> just like you have have this time for each other still yeah uh, I like that that's adorable because it's you're not going to always have like what you had before of going out for a date night or you know going on yeah. a trip together like Planning those things takes a whole lot more work on the back end now that sometimes it's just not even worth it. So just finding ways to navigate it in your daily life. And like you said, like, I think especially at the beginning for new parents, like they go through that whole blur of the newborn stage and your relationship might get lost in the baby at the beginning and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But like then finding your way out and finding like, ways to communicate with each other and ways to show that appreciation again, I think is so hugely important. Yes. And definitely vocalizing those needs. Um, you know, I think in the beginning, even Thomas, I, it was, I don't know if you felt this way, but it was hard for me to even leave James. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, yeah. no, you really should go and get your nails done. You really should go. You'd be the one to go to the grocery store. Yep. You love picking out produce and things like that and I'm like no I can't leave him I need mm-hmm. to make sure he's okay and so he was really good at advocating for me in my needs and that until I was finally able to realize okay yes like this is actually what I need mm-hmm. um 
and not having that guilt as much. It's such a tricky balance. Oh my gosh, yeah. But the more I kind of, you know, was able to then vocalize those things, it, it helps so much with my postpartum experience. Yeah. Oh, I totally feel that. I was the same exact way. And now, like, I feel like I'm in a good groove now. But my husband and I joke because I used to, like, if I had a client to go train at the gym or go to the grocery store, because I do enjoy grocery shopping, I would text him. And like every, you know, however often, like, how's she doing? Is she okay? And he had to eventually (laughs) be like, I'm her dad. Like, we are okay here. Like, you don't need to worry. Like, Okay. <laughs> like, turn off the monitor. <laughs> You're going to yeah. be okay. He's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's it's a learning curve. And it's good that you have that partner there to kind of advocate for you when maybe you're not able to do it for yourself at the beginning. And for you, too. No, I think that's huge to have that support system, whether it be with your partner or just, you know, friends or people around. It's really it takes a village. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It really takes a village. Absolutely. Now, as we kind of wrap up here, why don't you share where people can find you, whether it's like social media, the web, and how they could get in touch with you? Yeah. um, You can find me at Emmy Approved on Instagram. And then I also am on emmyapproved.com where I share recipes or wellness tips or, you know, my experience with motherhood and, um, yeah, awesome. I'd be happy to connect or answer any questions that anyone might have. It's been so fun chatting with you. Yes, and I'm so just, glad we were able to do this. Seriously, it's like you said, it's been so fun connecting with other moms on social media and just we're all going through it together and yep. the support that we have for each other has just been so helpful. Oh my gosh, yes, I couldn't agree more. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's episode of the Moms Full Circle podcast, be sure to hit subscribe so you can stay up to date with all of our new episodes. I'm always looking to expand my tribe, so please reach out. You can find me at Caroline underscore Prestano on social media. I can't wait to connect with you and I'll catch you in the next episode.